I love a good podcast, as you know, and I'm always happy to share resources for parents who are looking for creative, smart content that both entertains and offers enrichment for curious kids everywhere. So I'm happy to let you know about this awesome new show from the creators of the hit kids podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild, The Adventurous World of Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as Math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time, packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs. The series explores themes that kids like ours love, like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and more. And episodes transport kids into iconic periods in history like Pythagoras's Ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England. So cool. New episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a perfect length for those car rides, for meal times, for break times, and bedtimes. What I love about this show is that it's kind of like listening to a book on tape. The story is captivating and includes lots of problems listeners can try to solve. The voice actors are fantastic, and the math concepts are seamlessly weaved into the narrative. It's exactly the kind of show Ash would have loved a few years ago, especially during our homeschool years, because finding that perfect blend of entertaining and educating, it isn't always easy. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. It's been really cool. It's really fun that we have this project to do together and that he feels, he does, he feels like an advocate, like he has something important to say. He feels very... He feels like protective of other kids like him. He wants other kids to feel as good about themselves as he feels about himself. And so he kind of like wears this badge, like it's part of my job is to help other parents realize how awesome their kids are. Welcome to the Tilt Parenting Podcast, a podcast featuring interviews and conversations aimed at inspiring, informing, and supporting parents raising differently wired kids. I'm your host, Debbie Reber, and today's episode features an interview with, well, with me. Since the launch of Tilt and the crazy viral response of the little launch video Asher and I made to announce it, like seriously, the video has been viewed over 25,000 times, which is so cool and kind of crazy. But since that launch day a few weeks ago, I've been getting a lot of emails from people curious to know more about me and Asher, as well as the impetus for creating Tilt. So today, my dear friend Gia Duke, an entrepreneur, change maker, and coach who's been supporting my developing of Tilt since day one, and has also been an incredible support for me as a friend while I've been figuring out my way parenting Asher, is going to interview me as a way to share a bit of my story. My hope is that our conversation will give you more of a sense of where I'm coming from as I interview other guests on the show, and also shed some light onto why I felt so driven to create Tilt in the first place. I hope you enjoy the show, and to learn more about Tilt, the revolution for parents raising atypical kids, visit www.tiltparenting.com. Hello, Gia. Thank you so much for being my interview today. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait. Let's uh, let's just dive in then. How should we get started here? All right. Well, I'm just going to start off with my first question for you. So I know that you've had lots of different kinds of jobs and been involved in many different kinds of projects over the years. So maybe you could start off with telling us a little bit about your background, where you've worked, what you've created before starting Tilt. Sure. So my background is kind of all over the place. So I will summarize it so I don't bore people listening here. But 
My background started in video production and working in children's media. So I spent many years in my 20s living in New York, and I was working for some nonprofit organizations and relief organizations like UNICEF. I worked with UNICEF headquarters for four years with CARE, which is a relief and development organization. And then I moved on to working for Nickelodeon, where I worked on the show Blue's Clues. So I was always kind of in the I guess I called it the pro-social media space, kind of doing work that felt important to me from a social perspective, but also creative and production-oriented. And after Blue's Clues, I took a job with Cartoon Network. My I had just gotten married, and my husband and I wanted to try a new city and try L.A., and, and I, I got this job with Cartoon Network Studios that brought us to L.A., and I developed cartoons for them for a couple years. It was a little bit of a a different job and different role for me. But it was super fun to be in that creative atmosphere. I can imagine. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was definitely fun to do the LA thing for a couple years. And while I was working at Cartoon Network, it was when I really started developing my writing career on the side and doing a lot of volunteer work with teen girls. And so I I was kind of a founding staff member for a nonprofit in Los Angeles called Write Girl. And I was super involved with that organization. It paired women writers with teen girls to kind of learn positive life skills and things through writing as a medium. And I really started becoming passionate about supporting teenagers, specifically girls. And so when I left Cartoon Network, and I had already written my first book, which was a book on running for women was published, which I somehow decided to write at night burning the midnight oil while I was working a very full time job. I don't know, I'm one of those people who has to have a lot going on apparently at all times. Yes, you are. (laughs) We love that about you. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, so when I left Cartoon Network, I decided to kind of put all my energy into creating books and other content to empower and inspire teen girls into developing into their best selves. And so that's what I did really from the time I left the corporate world in 2003 until, well, my last book for teen girls came out in 2015. So it was a long run that I was doing work in in the girl advocacy space. Yeah. And what inspired you to create that work? Why why did you get so, um, why were you so passionately involved with helping teen girls? I think that, I mean, when I get asked that question, my response is usually that I'm still very much a recovering teenager. Mm-hmm. You know, like many women, my, you know, my teen years, specifically my middle school years were pretty hellish. And I struggled a lot with kind of figuring out who I am. I had super low self esteem. I had big dreams and things that I wanted to do with my life. And I felt like I didn't have the. I didn't have the confidence, I didn't have the tools, I didn't have in my mind what it took to to enable me to really fulfill those dreams. And that was really frustrating for me. And so my, my 20s, you know, I had these really interesting jobs, and I got to work with some incredible people and mentors. And it was it wasn't until kind of my late 20s that I really started to realize, oh, I actually can create what I want here. I, I I am empowered. I don't need anyone to empower me. I I can make this happen. But it took a lot of kind of reprogramming of my brain sure. to realize that I was capable. So I think it was when I was in New York, I did I did some volunteer work with homeless teenagers for a couple of years. And then 
moving on to LA and working with Right Girl, I just really wanted to do what I could to empower and support other teens in making those discoveries at a much younger age than I did so that they didn't have to kind of wait to reach their dreams. Yeah, you created something you wish you'd had, it sounds like. Exactly. I think that's kind of the story of my life. It's a lot of, (laughs) I don't see what I need. Now, I guess I have to make it kind of thing. Yeah, well, you've done an amazing job with that through all your projects that you've done. Thank you so much for giving us a bit about your amazing background. Love Blue's Clues, by the way. Yeah, so do I. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was such a fun show to work on. It's still some of my dearest friends are from that time in my life. I will always have such great memories of working on that show. I'll spare everyone and not sing the theme song. Yeah, for me you. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll perfect. do it after the interview. <laughs> after, the, after the interview. Perfect. So when did you then get the, the first idea? When did the first idea come to create Tilt? What was your initial spark? Yeah, I'm trying to think when it first happened. I think, you know, I knew from a pretty young age, you know, in terms of Asher's age, that we were dealing with the child who was differently wired. This was not your kind of typical kid and we weren't going to have a typical parenting experience. And and I should just say, I don't really believe there is a typical parenting experience. So just so we're clear about that. But yeah. in terms of what I saw, you know, my peers and my good friends and how they were moving through their journey and preschool and all those kind of rites of passage, our experience looked different. And I am, I'm a researcher, I'm super productive. I'm someone who, you know, likes to problem solve and okay, this is what's going on, then I'm going to figure out what I have to do and X, Y, Z, boom, 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 let's do it, let's address this. And, and I found even with all of those skills, I was really struggling to just figure things out. I felt like there was no roadmap. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to move forward. I didn't know where I was supposed to be looking for help. I didn't know how I was supposed to figure out where, you know, my child should be going to school, what my rights were, how I should advocate for him, what kind of support he needed, where to get a diagnosis, where uh, does insurance cover? Like, I didn't know anything. And I found myself in this kind of space of being genuinely confused and frustrated. And, you know, what I was finding online, you know, we all turn to the internet for our answers these days. Sure, and yeah. and I just wasn't finding things, I wasn't finding the information I needed in a way that I could absorb it in a way that felt good to me in a way that felt positive and hopeful. I think a lot of what I was finding felt super daunting and overwhelming and not easy to navigate. And it just nothing was speaking to me. And that was I don't know. I'm trying to think. It must have been when Asher was maybe six or seven. So he's he's 11 now. So five years ago. Okay. And I just had this little idea of someday, someday I want to create something that can provide the online experience so that people in my boat, and I know there's a lot of us, that they can feel connected and that they've found kind of where they belong in that world. And it, and something that doesn't have to feel, you know, overwhelming or daunting or icky or any of those things. Yeah, that's huge. That's yeah. huge. So then when did you realize you wanted to switch directions and shift your focus from creating for teen girls and focus instead on supporting parents raising differently wired kids? Yeah, it didn't happen overnight. I mean, I 
as someone who was self-employed and most of my work was surrounding my work as a teen girl advocate and I was writing, you know, I was writing books. There was a time where I was writing and publishing almost a book a year for teens. I was doing a lot of speaking at conferences. I was writing for, I was writing articles about teen girls and self-esteem and all of those things. And so I had spent so many years immersing myself and really building up my my brand, if you will, to use the, the B word, but building up my <laughs> my place in that world of the girl confidence community that I didn't want to let that go. I had and I was passionate about it for so many years. And I, you know, it was hard as Asher got older and school in a traditional school became more challenging. And my time became less my time to work on my stuff and my work on my books and my projects and more about intervening with teachers at school or driving Asher to this or that therapy appointment. So I started feeling this kind of, you know, it was a sense of frustration initially, you know, you know, hey, man, I've got this career thing going on, you know, and now I've have the all these other things going on. And, and Mm -hmm. I, I felt really conflicted about that and frustrated. And Mm-hmm. My dear friend, Alice Wilder, she's, uh, we met at Blue's Clues, and she's a huge part of my life and of Asher's life. And she used to always say to me, I think that being Asher's mom and what you're going through with him is more a part of your work than you realize. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know, whatever, you know. <laughs> but it wasn't until years later, it was the summer of 2013, Alice and I went to this amazing event in Portland. It happens every summer. It's called the World Domination Summit that Chris Galebo puts on. And so we went to that event. And it's all about, you know, you're kind of surrounded by these really inspirational change makers and people who are who are there because they are really fired up about what they want to create in the world and add, you know, kind of their positive imprint on the world. And I went to that event thinking, you know, I knew I had this new book I was writing for teen girls, thinking that that event was going to help me kind of, I don't know, kind of frame my thinking for that, the next phase of my work as a teen girl advocate. And after one day, Alice and I went to dinner and I just looked at her and I said, I think my work with teen girls is kind of done after this book. I've got bigger fish to fry. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of this surprise even for myself. But I felt this very strong sense that it's time to do something else. I don't have a teen daughter. I have a son who has a lot of things going on and needs a lot of my attention. And I'm so passionate about supporting him and other kids like him. It just was the natural thing. So yeah, so that was 2013. And and that's really where the seed started to to grow to use that euphemism. Yeah, well, it's a process, right? I mean, I remember you going through it, the transition and juggling it and trying to make that decision. And then, like you said, something just clicked. I remember when it just felt right to you. You're like, this is my next step in my journey. Yeah, and it was scary. You know, when you spend so long working on one thing, I was like, okay, I've spent all these years, let's just push that all aside and start from scratch again. Start something new, exactly. Yeah, so but yeah, you're right. i it wasn't something I could say no to. I felt such a strong kind of feeling in my gut that this was supposed to be where my energy was. So I just decided yes. it was time. Yeah. And I'm so glad you did. Everyone's going to be so glad yeah. you did. People that find you. Yeah. <laughs> but I know it's not easy. You know, that's good. Thank you for sharing that story because there will be other people that relate to you. 
So in our house these days, Darren and I have been working together to up-level our nutrition and healthy lifestyle habits. Maybe it's our age, our changing bodies, my shifting hormones, whatever the reason, I'm here for it. And that's why I'm loving Green Chef, a meal company that makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Green Chef offers gut-friendly recipes each week and is committed to providing a holistic approach to nutrition by offering meals that contribute to the overall well-being of your entire body. Darren and I are particularly big fans of their nutrient-dense, science-backed gut and brain health recipes, developed in partnership with registered dietitians that improve digestion, reduce bloat, and also boost energy and immunity. This week's favorites? turkey, black bean, and sweet potato chili, and the Baja chicken bowls with mango salsa. I mean, don't those sound delicious? But if that's not your thing, you can choose from a variety of customized meals to suit your lifestyles with preferences like keto, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, Mediterranean, gluten-free, and protein-packed. Whatever you choose, you'll get farm-fresh ingredients, organic whole fruits and veggies, and premium proteins, along with chef-crafted, nutritionist-approved recipes delivered straight to your door. Go to greenchef.com slash 60tilt and use code 60tilt to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's 60% off plus 20% off your next two months when you use the code 60tilt at greenchef.com slash 60tilt. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. This year, I've been working on becoming more attuned to my body, and so I'm starting to really recognize how periodic spikes in anxiety or disruptions to my routines can seriously throw my whole system off. And as I've been traveling a ton this past month, which is both disruptive and somewhat stressful, I'm especially glad that I have the extra support of Symbiotic Plus, a three-in-one supplement from Ritual with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Symbiotic Plus provides fuel to the cells that make up the gut lining to support a healthy gut barrier. And it comes in this very cool minty delayed release capsule, which was specifically designed to help survive the harsh conditions of the upper GI tract for delivery to the colon. The bonus is that the capsules don't need to be refrigerated, so I can easily bring them with me in my carry-on. On a personal level, I love that Ritual is committed to sustainability. They're a female-founded B Corp, meaning they are holding themselves accountable long-term to not only think about their company's financial health, but also the health of people in our planet. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash tilt. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash tilt for 25% off. So you've written and published lots of books over the last, what, 13 years or so. I imagine your first instinct was to write a book about what you're experiencing as Asher's mom. Was that what happened? Yes. Uh, the short answer is yes. I That is kind of how my brain works after writing books for so many years. That's I really love the research process of writing a book and kind of doing that really deep dive and becoming an expert in something. So I did decide, you know, I'm going to write this as a book. And I wasn't sure exactly what the book would be. And I worked, I did work on a book for, I'm not sure, maybe 10 months or so. It corresponded with me moving to Amsterdam. So right after I I had that kind of aha moment at the World Domination Summit, a month and a half later, our family sold our house in Seattle and moved to Amsterdam 
that was kind of a kind of our putting our stake in the ground like okay we're trying something new and I guess we needed to do it in a very big and dramatic way I don't know but (laughs) we ended up here and we're still here and it's been great but I knew I kind of needed a project that was my own to kind of help me make sense of what we were experiencing as a family I was newly homeschooling I was having to redefine my relationship with Asher as both his parent and his teacher and kind of figuring out what that was going to look like and also really trying to come to a place of peace with things that were so, so, so challenging at that time. You know, when we moved here, Asher had just turned nine and we had had kind of three years of really challenging school situations, actually in three different schools in Seattle. So there was a lot I needed to process. So I did spend, yeah, I would say probably close to a year working on a book to help me kind of process that everything I had gone through and and make sense of it for myself. Yeah, so I did assume, okay, this is going to start as a book. And and that was initially Uh the plan. So why then did you decide to create a podcast and like a website? Well, I think I also... Though I was working on a book, I always knew that ultimately I wanted to create something much bigger than a book. You know, eventually I knew I wanted to make a podcast. I'm a big consumer podcast. I love that medium. And uh, mm-hmm. so I I knew that that was something I wanted to create because I think it's a great way to to connect and, and share content. And I also, you know, had this idea of creating this kind of online home that feels comforting and cool and optimistic and hopeful and useful and all of those things. So that was always the plan. And I think I kind of assumed the book would come out and then these other pieces would support the book. And as it turns out, this is supposed to come first. You know, I have my I have a book that I've have worked on for a while. And my agent has it right now. And we're going to see what happens with that. And in the meantime, I didn't want to sit around and wait, I felt no, I need to create this now. So I started probably end of last summer, putting my attention full time into developing Tilt into to what it is today. It's fantastic. And your website's amazing. Um, I mean, really, you. a website is a place for people to go, right? So it's like, you really want to build this community. And so you've got to have somewhere to send people. And that's what your website is, correct? It is. And it's, you know, I, I kind of I think of it as a as a beta version. I have such big plans. <laughs> and I wait, wait, well, we'll, we'll, go to that. we'll get to that That's later. True. But I'm just saying yes. So it is a it's a starting it's place. a starting place. It definitely is something that for me captures the vibe and hopefully speaks to the people who are who are my people. You know, I know we are everywhere. And it's a it, we're kind of like a lot of us are hiding out. Like I get a lot of emails from people who who connect me with friends or who say, you know, I'm not really talking about this openly. I don't have other people to talk to and and you know, so there's a lot of people out there who are disconnected and feeling isolated in their experience and that's kind of my main goal right now is to kind of bring those people together in a way that feels good and positive to them. So it's not something that they want to hide or feel is just a reminder that they have these challenges. So yeah, so hopefully that's what I've that's what we're doing through this kind of initial launch of the website and through the podcast. By the way, I love your podcast. I think they are, if you guys haven't heard the podcast for Tilt, they are so professional and they're so personal at the same time. 
because I'm an, I love to get information the same way through podcasts, but you don't, you do a really amazing job of not over editing them. So they're not too quote unquote perfect, right? You know, people don't want perfect. We want real and relatable. And I think you do such a great job through your interviews with other parents and um, offering insight and tips. And I especially love the ones with Asher. Thank he's, you. I mean, he's amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys, have, you've got to check him out. He's got the best sense of humor. I love his honesty and his personality just like totally shines through the podcast. I think it's so cool that we get to hear mother and child, you know, interacting. It's you do such a great job. So Thank the you. podcast is is awesome. It's just going to take off. And then you give great like you model really what amer- amazing parenting looks like. And then you offer tips. And then sometimes you have like downloadables, right? Like PDFs and yes, things like that. Especially with yep. the Asher, the Asher, which he calls the Asher special interviews. Uh, that's oh, okay. that's not what I call them. I call them the kids POV specials. But anyway, yeah, for those, there are downloadables sometimes to support you know, to give examples like of our screen time planner, we're, we're doing an episode coming up on vacation planning and we will be sharing our the strategy that we use to plan for vacations we have there's a lot of paperwork in our house there's a lot of contracts that are signed and yes we we're sharing all of that stuff with with listeners yeah it's great it's uh, i mean families will love this i love it i've even gained insight from asher's tips i love it (laughs) that's awesome so speaking of asher obviously he's aware of what you've been working on both in your book and the creation of tilt How have you handled that, like creating something for parents, raising differently wired kids while raising one yourself? First of all, I've been very transparent with him from the beginning. He's known that I've been working on the book. He he knows what the book is about, who it's for. He has known about Tilt. He has helped me develop Tilt. I run things by him. Not only is he my tech advisor, which he is because he helped me with (laughs) when I got stuck on the website, but he's actually really excited about what we're creating. You know, he's always known about his diagnoses, we told him when we found out. And so he's, it's not something that we ever as a family haven't just been super transparent and open about. And also, with the other people in our lives, it's not something we kind of whisper or, you know, kind of mention in low voices of Asher's around like, this is who our child is, this is what's going on, this is how we're supporting him, this is what he's working on, and it's all good. And so Asher feels really great about himself. He's a Mm -hmm. super confident person, which you can probably hear from the podcast. But (laughs) and he feels very, he feels excited about this role that he has. And, uh, you know, he helped me with a lot of aspects of developing tilt and actually we've had a couple of the asher quote-unquote asher special episodes air and i've been getting feedback from a lot of parents who are saying we listen to this with our 11 year old child we listen to this with Mm -hmm. our nine-year-old son you know and the kids are getting a lot out of it too which i just love i love that they're co-listening to these episodes and i asher and i were out for a run tonight and i mentioned that when we were running i i told him what you know one of these emails said and he was he's like oh that makes me so happy i feel like we're making a difference i'm like you we are you you are people are really inspired by your story and and by who you are. And so he's really embracing that. And it's been really, it's been really cool. It's really fun that we have this project to do together. And that he feels he does, he feels like an advocate, like he has something important to say, he feels very, he feels like protective 
of other kids like him. He wants other kids to feel as good about themselves as he feels about himself. And so he kind of like wears this badge, like it's part of my job is to help other parents realize how awesome their kids are. Like, Mm. he really believes that. that. Yeah, love that. That's amazing. I mean, he's not only comfortable with his story being out there, he's inspired by it being out there and hopes with the goal of inspiring other kids to just be stoked in who they are. Exactly. Yeah, it's really, it's really awesome. It's been so fun. That's great. So I know um, you put a lot of thought into the language and the philosophy that you've used behind Tilt. Can you share with us how you approached that development process? Sure. I spent many months, again, I I mentioned earlier, I'm a research junkie. So I spent a lot of time reflecting on what I wanted the philosophy of Tilt to be and the vibe and the energy behind it. And I actually participated in this program with Jonathan Fields, who is someone when I call him one of my gurus, but just someone that I really respect. He's a he's a writer and he has a great podcast called The Good Life Project, which if you're into podcasts, definitely check it out. He interviews really inspiring change makers. Fantastic. Yeah, he's he's great. And I participated in a program with him called Revolution U, which was a program that I went through to help me wrap my head around what I was trying to do. And I really committed to that process. And through that, I also did a lot of, you know, research with my people. You know, I talked to a ton of parents who are raising differently wired kids and talk with them about what their challenges were, what they are needing, what they would change if they could, and and really kind of got inside of their heads to make sure that, you know, this couldn't just be my experience. I want it if this is going to work, it has to, you know, really resonate with a lot of people. So I just spent months doing that kind of work and thinking about the language and doing a lot of gut checks. And, and you know, I did consult with Asher on the language quite a bit, especially when it came to naming the website and the tagline. And actually, someone very special helped me with the tagline, Gia Duke. <laughs> <laughs> I get great feedback on that tagline. Came from Gia, everybody. Gia is the genius behind behind my tagline, the revolution. Like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for the name of Tilt and, and for a lot of the language, including the language of Differently Wired, which is something... You know, I've gotten a couple emails like, why are you using that language instead of disorder or deficit? You know, these things are a deficit and or the labels, the labels people kids get in school, like, why aren't you calling it, you know, whatever it yeah. is, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And it's a very sensitive issue for people. And I really wanted to create tilt. It's not like we're ignoring uh, that these are there are real challenges associated with these different ways of moving through the world. But really, we want we want Tilt to feel inspiring and, again, kind of optimistic and forward thinking and, and not something that is a reminder of, you know, this is hard and there's something wrong here, but rather this is a different way of being and how can we embrace that, accept it and support it. And, you know, I'd get I had a ton of different names I was playing with and I'd run them by Asher and nope, nope, that could be, this has a negative connotation. Oh, this could be interpreted like he just slashed so many of my ideas, (laughs) which I'm so grateful for because he really helped me kind of 
I mean, he had such a strong gut reaction to things. And one thing I did not want to do is create something that made Asher feel as if there was something wrong with him. And so it was just the best kind of partner in naming this project. And and we talk about it a lot. We talk about language and the connotations that language has. And so it's really important to us that the language of Tilt captures our philosophy of, again, hopefulness, positivity, embracing, accepting, and supporting. Yeah, I think you did an amazing job. And I know how much time and energy you put into, again, like you said, checking with people and especially Asher, like, isn't that the most important person is let's talk to the kids. Yep. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that with everybody. I'm sure I know you've been getting emails about that and people have different responses. So I Mm -hmm. think that's so great to hear your perspective and philosophy and how much time and energy you did put into making the decisions that you made. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Hey there, it's Debbie. I love making this show and sharing conversations about how to support our awesome neurodivergent kids. I've seen how even one little insight from an interview can spark a big shift in daily life. But I know that raising complex kids can be messy and lonely. And just when we think we figured it out, something comes up that boots us right back to feeling overwhelmed and stuck. That's why I've poured everything into creating a way for parents like us navigating complex parenting journeys to join together and chart a path that feels positive, hopeful, and doable. It's the brand new Differently Wired Club experience. In the club, you'll get personal support from me and other seasoned parent coaches, six live calls every month where you can connect and get your personal questions answered, the opportunity to learn directly from authors and experts like I have on this show, monthly themes for getting specific and tactical, an exclusive private podcast feed, and the best, most generous community of parents. Seriously, these folks show up for themselves and each other, and that right there is really everything. Because it's a daily reminder that we're not alone. Our kids aren't broken, and we have totally got this. The recently rebooted Differently Wired Club is on a brand new platform with its very own iOS and Android app. It is such a great space. However you learn, whatever your style, no matter the ages, genders, and neurodivergent profile of your children, the Differently Wired Club can help you cultivate the positive shifts you're hoping for. Join us today by going to tiltparenting.com slash club. That's tiltparenting.com slash club. I hope to see you on the inside. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. So before we wrap up, I want to hear, I know you've been getting lots of feedback from people. We just mentioned that a little bit, but what has your response been like? Let's give us some scoop since the launch. What's happening? 
It has been so awesome. It really and it's really been just a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. At the time of that we're recording this, I we've it's been maybe two and a half weeks. Yeah. And uh it is it's been fantastic. It's been I I'm getting emails from, you know, people other than my aunt and my my <laughs> sister, you know. Um, yeah. no, I'm getting emails from from strangers saying, you know, simply thank you. Thank you mm-hmm. for creating this. I'm in. And that to me just fills me with so much joy <laughs> when I get that. I'm like I really want people to feel connected. I want people to feel like they found their home. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, this isn't going to speak to everybody, and that's totally fine. But if it can speak to some people and kind of help them reframe their experience, then that's what I want to do. And and the feedback has been so just generous and kind. And people are, you know, what can I do to support you? And people are wanting to introduce me to people and make connections with other like-minded people doing work in this space. And so it has been super, just super exciting. It, it's been fun. I love checking my email every morning now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little reward. Well, and you know what you've created too is not like yay Debbie. I mean, yes, you're the heart behind the project, but you really want to build a community for other people. And so I imagine getting all this feedback saying, this is so helpful, or I'm going to forward this to my friend and, or I listen to your podcast with my son and they you know he loves asher and you know that's got to be the big reward yeah absolutely and you're right this isn't about me and that's something i wanted to be make clear from the very beginning it's not about me it's not about asher it's about everyone kind of owning their own experience and finding their own way in a way that feels good and that supports their whole family and also can inspire other people it is it's kind of, yeah, it's a community ultimately that we want to create. Yeah, well, you're de- it's a great start. So I'm not surprised that you have the feedback that you do with the heart that you have behind the project. And it's only going to go increase because you're just getting the word out two and a half weeks in. Yeah, cool. it seems it's so funny to it think of it that way. <laughs> think about it too. <laughs> yeah. Woo. So now here's the question I made you pause on, but can you share with us a little bit about your bigger vision for Tilt? Like, what do you see it developing into? What are some of your big plans? Is there anything you can share with us? I want to do everything. So I probably (laughs) shouldn't say that or go into too much detail. But let's just say, I mean, I would love for Tilt to be a destination where any parent who is getting feedback from school or from from a teacher or other people in their lives that starting to get the feedback like, oh, you know, or maybe they just intuitively know there's something going on here that Tilt can kind of be the first responder, you know, ter- you know, Tilt will be that place that people can, you know, can instantly go to and feel like, okay. I have a partner here. I'm not I'm not alone in this. There are other people in my space. Yeah. And you know, there's no there's no one way to move through this. That's uh, just to be clear, no matter what diagnosis your child has or if they have no diagnosis, but if they're they're differently wired, there's no one way to move through this, but I want to, you know, I hope that we can provide some possible frameworks for how to kind of navigate all the things that are important to consider 
depending on on what you're seeing going on with your child. So I really wanted to be, again, like that first responder, a place to instantly feel at home, connected, get resources, um, opportunities for learning. I see us offering, you know, online courses with experts down the road and just kind of, and, and ultimately I'd love to have, you know, some sort of a interactive community where people can support each other and share experiences in a really positive, uplifting, mentoring way. So the mm-hmm. kind of some of the things I have in mind. But for now, I'm going to focus on creating great podcasts and just kind of continuing to connect with with our tribe. Yeah, and getting the word out. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. It's always fun to hear the vision though. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting, but I need to <laughs> slow so down and just focus right, on what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, got a lot going on. Well, it's amazing. This is so exciting, Debbie. As you know, I'm one of your biggest fans um, and how much I believe in people creating something from the heart to help others. It's exactly what you're doing. And I just know, I mean, since you shared this with me way back when, I just really believe Tilt's going to impact so many people and their families and build an incredible community. It's already doing that. And even though we talk all the time, it's been so much fun to interview you. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for interviewing me. This has been fun. Totally fun for me. Of course. And then I always I'm reminded again of how amazing you are and and how big your heart is and what an awesome mama you are and what an awesome kiddo you have. And we didn't even mention your husband. What an awesome husband you have. And uh, we got to throw Darren in the mix. Yeah, Darren's getting the shaft. Sorry, Darren. (laughs) (laughs) So, but it's true. It's the whole family, right? It's not just, you know, we've heard your perspective, but there's also the dad's side yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get him on the podcast one of these days. I've, I've been getting requests for the father <laughs> perspective. So um, yeah. I'm sure that is coming down the road. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Thanks again. Yeah, I'm excited just to see what comes and to keep listening and following uh, your journey. Thank you. And thank you so much for interviewing me. I could not have had a, I could not have been in more capable hands. I really appreciate it. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tilt Parenting Podcast. If you want to know more about my fabulous interviewer, Gia Duke, my work as a writer and writing coach, or any of the other resources mentioned in today's show, check out the show notes for this episode, which you'll find at tiltparenting.com slash session seven. For more information on all of the podcast episodes, visit tiltparenting.com slash podcast. We've been so excited by the great reviews and feedback we're getting on iTunes for the podcast. Thank you. And if you haven't done so already, please consider subscribing and leaving us an honest review on iTunes. We've been featured in iTunes new and noteworthy section for kids and family for several weeks now, and we want to keep it that way so more parents can find us. For more information on Tilt, the revolution for parents raising differently wired kids, and to sign up to be part of the community, visit www.tiltparenting.com. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad 
to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.